This is it. This is episode 427. At least I think we're calling it that. 427 of No Laugh Track Podcast. That's dope, man. Sounds I, like an airplane flight number. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we require masks and uh, stay in your seats at all times. And welcome to flight. My kind of flight. 427. 427. That is the voice and the face, because we're on video, of Kevin Bozeman, who is here at Acme this week. We did this. Back in January, and yep. at the end of that recording, I said, talk to you in a, e- in a year. But then some things happened. <laughs> and now here you are, for a very good reason, recording an album. Yeah, yeah. So it was time to get this out, this material out, and I wanted to do it at a place where obviously it just has, uh, like this club is so great, very iconic, especially among the uh, stand-up comedy world. Yeah. This place is revered. And so I wanted to do it. And then I reached out to uh, Lewis, uh, the owner. And, uh, you know, I reached out to him just a couple of months ago. And so, you know, comedy shows, they book out so far. And so we, oh, were, yeah. able to, we were able to crank out and figure out this Wednesday, Thursday deal. So then it was just a matter of once I had the date set, I knew then I like the prep work that I needed to make sure I can get the hour to where I was happy with it and so yeah so this is it i think you know it's great to i want to just get this out and then retire it and then go back to the lab and start you know creating a new material which is daunting but also fun yeah do you uh it's come up on the podcast before people say i get sick of some of my jokes oh god yeah always you, you get sick of them yeah. yeah and it starts to show in your performance like you don't oh if you look if you look and just you can tell. You've noticed that in yourself? I notice it with myself. I notice it with, a, with other comics, too. Like, the freshest bits that you have are the ones you're excited for. Sure. You sell them more. The ones you're not golden with, you know, that you've been doing for a while, you're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. That's with everything in, in life. You kind of go through the motions with things that you've just been doing, and you just don't have excitement for it. But Are we talking about marriage bits, now? Yeah, you're talking about all facets of life. Yes, exactly, exactly right. Uh, and you, you know, and um, but the new bits and stuff you get excited for because it's new. You want to see how it goes. You want to see the reaction of it. And so, yeah, so I'm excited to, I'm excited to do this album because a lot of this stuff is still kind of fresh because, you know, I was sitting on it during the pandemic, and then I was, and then I did, made some changes because you know just. You know, we kind of talked about that last yeah. time. Like, things are different. Things are funny. Things are viewed yeah. differently pre-post-2020. Uh, yeah. Really? For sure. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So, it's all that combination of those things. And so, I'm just happy to be to be doing this. this and it's hour. good that things, I suppose, and then things started opening up. So, you were able to get your uh, get some stage time between. Because I know you did admit when you were here in January knocking off some rust oh god yeah rust i like i don't i still don't think that i'm back to my uh pre-pandemic shape oh really no i'm not back to that to that guy that guy was with so many shows under under his belt and just performing and cranking it out but now i'm slowly getting back there yeah you know i'm like uh the 
the second run of the Jordan run, like when he came back in retirement, he wasn't quite the dude that he was, but he's like, he still was pretty good. And I'm not definitely not saying I'm Jordan, but like just how I feel like I wasn't the dude before the pandemic, but I still feel pretty good about where I'm at. But now you're wearing, you're wearing number 45 now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The number change. <laughs> nice. So, after this, like, are you going to take some time off and celebrate that you got this uh, under your belt? I'm going to. Getting stages even more? I'm going to crank it out for the rest of 21. You are. And then 2022, I'm going to ease off the gas pedal. Because I got my son is in college. My first other son, year? First year of college. Yeah. I got my little one. And then I have my other one who's who's playing high school ball. So I, I, I want to be able to go and enjoy them for a little bit. Yeah, so I'm just gonna crank it out through the through the end of this year. Speaking, of, were you a dad that ever got into coaching? No, I could never coach because I, for one, uh, I would murder the parents. I couldn't deal with the like. That's the first thing that would happen. Yeah, like, you know what? I you, would kill the parents. That's cause true because they're, they're they're horrible people. <laughs> they're horrible people. They they live a ex. They have an expectation for their kids that they could never live up to themselves. Yeah. And it's just and then they're they're and they put so much emphasis on winning as opposed to and yeah, I get it. Like you you want to win and this and that, but like it's about development of your kid overall. So you gotta be able to relax. But I couldn't do that. And plus the X's and O's, like that's not really I don't want to be sitting there coming up with plays and yeah like i like i don't have that kind of passion for sports i like to go and watch yeah and i can tell you what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right yeah but i can't sit there day to day and live that life yeah, so yeah, no yeah. coaching yeah that make that makes sense that makes sense my uh one of my daughters was we've been planning she was going to get into swimming this fall and i was a swimmer i was very excited to hear that and then last week she comes she's like dad um, you're not going to like this. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to swim. I'm going to play volleyball. Like, uh, you know, as long as you're doing, I, I was like, you know what? As long as you're doing something. And that is how, truly how I feel. As long as she's doing something, yeah. I'm happy. Did I want it to be swimming? Yes, I wanted it to be swimming. Yeah, of I course. Did. I missed. I even like the smell of being in the pool, like by the pool. I missed uh, the whole experience. So I was looking forward to that. Now, and it immediately made me think of uh, Chad Daniels' joke about when he used to go to his daughter's volleyball games and the girls' outfits and how he would show up and be like, you just pick a brick on the wall and stare at that, and you don't look at anything uh. else the whole time. <laughs> just pick your favorite brick. Yeah. <laughs> don't stare at that. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe that is in my future. Uh, so let's go back. Let's get back to the recording, the album here. Do you have a? Uh, I don't know if it's even that big of a deal anymore. But do you have a title picked out for this thing? Nope. Nothing. Does it? Does that? Is that important to you? Getting it will good, be. Yeah. It will be. <laughs> yeah. The no name album. Kevin Bozeman, no name. Uh, no, yeah, I will be. I'll let it'll come. I got some uh, ideas, but it'll it'll come. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably down to like two or three names, but I don't. I'll I'll come up with it. Okay, I'll come up with it. What is the the process you've done to record other albums? Have has it been? I mean, normally it's not a Wednesday and Thursday night. Normally it's the, the big know, uh, weekend is, crowds, right? So there was only a few places that I wanted to go and would consider recording. Have Otherwise, you done that in the past with big weekends? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. always just weekends. Yeah. Every last one of my shows have been 
uh, sets event uh, weekends. And there's only a few places that I would have considered doing it. And so uh, this worked out. And Wednesday, Thursday, it's fine. Like we we promoted it. I had some people to help prom- promote it. And we get we had good numbers last night yeah. for Wednesday, and it's looking great tonight too. So I'm I'm good. With yeah. It. And really, it didn't matter if I only had 20 people there. I just wanted it. Like I just wanted it out there. I yeah. want to f- record this and and have it out there to the masses. So. Hell yeah. Did anybody come up to you afterwards and say they showed up because they saw Hannibal Burris's tweet about it? <laughs> Cause that's a good that's a that's a good bump. Uh yeah, you know, it's one of my one of my best friends in comedy. Uh, and so maybe not, no one came up to me and said it, but you yeah. know, I'm sure. I heard you on because uh, I I did. I heard you on Chad's podcast and size show. Do the show with Chad. Talk right. about it on there. And so I did shows with Hannibal. I don't know, maybe four or five years ago here in Minneapolis. So if, if they remember me from there oh, and yeah. enjoyed me, and he just remembered just mentioned that i was out there so yeah yeah so yeah some a few few cool people have mentioned uh mentioned the podcast on their podcast or their social media that i was out so what do you what is your expectation for like do you want any major changes tonight versus last night or there'll be some soft edits you know i prefer to do a set without a phone ringing yeah, <laughs> phone, uh-huh. phone went off. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's that's but that's just a live show. It's, there's some ways that I don't want to change it because it's a, you know, live shows are are. I think that's what makes it great. They're Absolutely. sometimes imperfect. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. I uh, I, it can add some real good uniqueness. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. It makes the the show the show, and it shows like the vulnerability of doing a live set. So. Some of the most memorable things that you know uh, from like shows like Saturday Night Live and stuff like stuff like that, or the mistakes, really, you know, when people break character and stuff like that, and things don't go right, they get, end up going really well. Yeah, uh, make it really memorable. I love last night when that happened. You're like, I'm just gonna pretend like that was part of the show. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Throw, someone throws you a curveball. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get on base. I mean, it was supposed to be five minutes ago, but yeah, we're working on it. Working <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get on base. We're working on it. Uh, so I really enjoyed the uh, set last night. I mean, I saw Thank it. You. you know, I, 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 I watched you already back in January, so this is my second time. I enjoyed both. Little yeah, there's a lot of changes I made from January to, to Absolutely. Now, right? Yes. People are like, oh, was it going to be the same? I was like, not entirely. Nope. <laughs> like, it is not I, entirely. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, when you sit there and you you craft something, it's one thing to perform, and, and there's another thing to to be working towards something. So once I started working towards something, it was trimming a lot of fat, a lot of things that I would say that was dismissive in January. It's like, I don't want anything to be dismissive. I want everything everything to, to count. So. So we've talked in the past. You you have a dry bar special, which is clean, 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 clean. Yeah. This the the stuff you recorded last night, and we'll be doing tonight. This is for Kevin Bozeman, an eight hundred pound gorilla, correct? Yeah. This is yeah, not for producer. dry bar. This is the real no, deal. Not. This is your real stuff. I always just tell people like, uh, I don't, I don't work clean or dirty. I try to work funny. Yeah. And sometimes things come out of me. It's funny. It's clean. And sometimes it's dirty. And but if you ask me to do a clean show, I could do a clean show. But if you just say you don't care about the content, you just want it to be funny, then that's what I try to do, which is what I've always tried to do. But Hell I, yeah. yeah, it's it's some some 
just manipulating words. Some jokes don't come across as clean just because sometimes I swear, but that's just the way I talk. So I just I try to speak be in my most natural speaking voice. Yeah. And but if I need to be clean, I can remove words to make the joke clean. But then some jokes are just not clean in nature so it doesn't matter if i don't swear at all it, it's just it's not so it's not a thing so i uh louis ck was here a few uh, like a month ago or whatever and oh i I, th- I can't quote things that he said but i'll get sued right brandon i can't <laughs> uh well i think i think that anyway he he talks about one of the things he talked about uh in his set is uh that fat people are the last uh group that can be still made fun of and that there are very few uh, and that really that's it because and he has some good examples of that in his set and then last night yeah you have uh, at least one or two jokes where about, that where they but so it's it's two things one uh i agree with them in the sense that weight is uh more of a life choice than you know you're not born fat per se yeah right you're born a certain color a skin yep. you're born and despite what people say uh you know people aren't choosing to be gay they are gay so yep. there's certain things you you can't make fun of that that's been stripped away but weight is always that borderline but it really depends on how far you go with it yeah uh actually i don't you know i talk about it but i i would actually argue that i don't actually make fun of fat people i'm actually supporting them in my joke but i reference them you know what you say that and and louis ck is in his example like his too i'm not yeah making fun of them and then i also uh and then i make fun of parents who are raising fat kids but I'm not making fun of, like, you know, being overweight. Right. I make I'm I'm attacking the parents yeah. on that. Yeah. And the other the other joke is I'm actually in support of overweight people that's trying to get their the life together and live a, a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, it's all really. I mean, that's just the the beauty of the joke. Some people will hear it and they will hear fat or they'll hear gay or they'll hear black and then they just automatically shut down yeah because they don't have to just it just certain words yep just make them automatically shut down with actually without actually hearing yeah to that i don't really give a shit like i (laughs) I just i do i do what i do and whatever and the jokes speak for themselves yeah uh so like i'm not um Fat shaming, I no, that's no. what it's called. Yeah, no. So yeah, so people, so people do that. But yeah, but that's the beauty of, of writing jokes and being able to. Uh, dance around this, uh, dance around the uh, political correctness, because I don't actually like everybody always like oh it's a cancel culture, and I actually am maybe the f- one of the few people that think that cancel culture doesn't really exist in stand up. Okay. Right? What I mean, do you mean? I can only name, I only know one person whose stand-up comedy has gotten them canceled. I know stand-up comics who've been canceled, but not because of their stand-up comedy. 
And the only comic that I know that was canceled was that guy who went in on his opener who was an Asian dude, and he just went in and just shredded him for being Asian. There was really no comedy behind it. He got on stage and shredded him, the guy for being Asian, his host, and just tore into him. And from then, he, you know, people dropped him. They didn't book his shows or whatever. And that was a that was a cancel, and, and that I actually didn't have a problem with it. But for stand up, who's been canceled for doing stand up? You know, you're right. It's. Maybe a temporary, like, uh, I got to take a step back. No, people will ask you to explain yourself or say something like defend, like what you're doing. But but no one besides that guy that I could think of has been canceled for stand-up comedy. Yeah, that's true. How about that guy that uh, named himself the next host of Jeopardy? They recorded a week's worth of shows, and then he stepped away because they found shit he said on a podcast. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and they're man. gonna they're gonna air the episodes like just one week like yeah there's <laughs> what one, a like, joke I know like it's uh everyone there's a guy that was a guy that got picked for Saturday Night Live had some stuff on this podcast oh yeah Shane Gillis that was taken yeah. and then there's uh he's doing fine uh, now Ari Schiff is he Shane Gillis oh yeah he's yeah. selling tickets he's yeah of course he's touring right he's doing great Ari Shafir was canceled for his Kobe Bryant rant right right Temper- that was sure but that was a stand up comedy yeah. That was a that was a take, yeah, an awful take, but it was a take. And yeah. It wasn't stand up. It was yeah. just him ranting on a platform. Yeah, that's not stand up comedy. Like so, that's different. Canceling on stand up is it, there's still things where you go on stage. I still believe that stand up comedy is the way to go, and the the, the response that you get is is it lets you know whether or not. That routine is canceled, but you're not canceled per se. Well, except we haven't heard much of uh, what's his name, Kramer from Seinfeld, after he went on his uh, N-word rant like 20 years ago. True, but also, ago. also, and that was on a stage. That was on the stage, but then he he was canceled for a little bit, but he wasn't canceled enough where they didn't have him back for the Seinfeld reunion. Was he? He was. He was there. He was there for the Seinfeld reunion. And so Jerry. So a couple of those things were have been canceled, but but those two things I'm arguing aren't stand-up comedy. Yeah. It's on stage, but he was upset and just started calling people nigga. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's not comedy. That's not right. No. Nope. You can stand up. I mean, you can call it comedy if it was on stand-up stage, but no one was like, this is brilliant. Like, he said it, and everybody was like, no, that's not comedy, even no. if it's stand-up comedy. And that was what, 15 years ago? At least, 15, 20, probably. So, 15, 20. So have you, have you been, like, taken to task ever of a, like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, like really, Kevin? You, you can't be going there. You can't. No, don't. I've been taken to task by audience members. And that's, you have. That's, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. My, I like, I like to toe the line i like to take the envelope and push it as far as you want me to push it and then go i could push this further like i like like i like for you i like for audiences to draw lines in the sand for me and then the, the fun part is taking the line and moving it and then they're going 
Thank you. All right, cool. That, that's cool. We like that you moved the, the line. You, We drew a line in the sand, and you scratched it out and moved it. And that, to me, that's one of the ways of, of, of doing stand-up is taking something, uh, uncomfortableness, and then showing, like, no, it's all right. Hear me out. So one of the shows I've listened to you on recently, another one I haven't mentioned yet, is the uh, comedy mainline you did with uh, Steve Gillespie and Robert Burrill. So I don't know where I'm getting which show I listened to you on that I'm, that I'm getting this from. But you talk, but you mention about how you have the joke about uh, charging for the N word. Yeah, and I've, it's one of my favorites. I've heard that one before. Yeah, and you talked about well, I don't know if I'm going to do that on the album because of the uh, topic. Yeah, well, and last night, yeah, you did it's it there. I was there because while well, I did it, so I did. Uh, Is that a conscious decision? It yeah, just, it just I comes knew up I was. You're on I a thought roll? for sure I was gonna do it. That doesn't. So here's a couple of things. Is is true? It's like uh, just because I did it and it was recorded doesn't mean it makes the album, right? Yep. Uh, that's to be determined. Sure. Just because I did it doesn't mean it makes the album. But I I definitely wanted to put it out there. Like it doesn't mean that I was going. Like I'm going to put it out there, but uh, put it on the album. But I definitely wanted wanted to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you you just make you make decisions and judgments, and then you feel like if it's if you have something to say and it's meaningful and it's and it's not just. So I don't like to just do jokes and just be funny. I like to do stuff that's going to actually people will go home and think about it and go, wait a second. Like, what is he really saying? Mm -hmm. So I try to be on that on that level. Not to say that I am, but that's just a goal. <laughs> right. Like, like, I'm not sitting here saying, like, when I do my jokes, everyone goes home and thinks about yeah. it. It might be. You better you better leave some time to dissect this when you right. get home. But it, it, but that's that's my goal is, yeah. to, is, is to be funny and also be have a conscience out there and actually have something something to say that's more than just the immediate gratification of a laugh yeah but actually t take you somewhere you know a lot of times when i first started i was saying jokes and it was just running around in a circle but now i try to take you from point a to point b i try to take you on a journey so when you leave you know more about me and how i think and then some people might go never thought about it like that and then they might be like yo Actually, I saw this comedian, Kevin Bozeman, and he said this, and it makes a lot of sense. And so yeah. that's that's kind of love it. That's kind of where I'm at. Love it. So I have a. Well, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna have you a question for you here, and see if I'll learn something about more about you. Have you ever uh, won like a drawing or a raffle, just like a random win, maybe some money, maybe as a kid you won a bag of candy or something? Anything come to mind that you won? Just a random, yeah, yeah. raffle. I, I was in a. I was performing at a college, and this was back when I was still drinking soda or pop, whatever they call it. What do they call it out here? Soda? Is it pop? Pop in Minnesota. Pop in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Pop in Chicago, too. Um, so I was at a show, and uh, why the pop? Asked for a Coke. They didn't have Coke. And then she goes, do you want a Pepsi instead? And I was like, I'll take a Pepsi for sure. Brings me back a Pepsi. I open it up, and I won an iPod. No kidding. 
And I was it inside the can? It was the the inside the label. It was a it was a twenty ounce plastic bottle. Oh, bottle. I yeah. Opened up that. You know, I opened up the cap. Yeah. You just won an iPod. What? I already had an iPod. So a buddy of mine worked at Best Buy, and I took the iPod and flipped it for a big screen TV. <laughs> Flip that shit for a big screen TV, baby. Thanks, Pepsi. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Although, what uh, what was that? An early model iPod, probably. Yeah, it's called an iPod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that answers it all. I've just ran just uh, on eBay. I saw one of the original iPods. Somebody was selling one unopened. Like thousand bucks, like oh, as really? some sort of collector's item. Like yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, so uh, that that's a fantastic story. I completely caught off guard. Uh, was was uh, notified that I won something this morning. I, I entered a raffle. Entered a raffle a couple months ago, I think. So I'm going to read you this thing. All right. Congratulations! You were one of the grand prize winners in the 800 pound gorilla. Chad Daniel sweeps. Nice. You are receiving one coffee mug and one fat head of Chad. I want a f- Chad Daniels fat head. Where, you, where would you put that? I have no idea. I think you should put it on the hood of your car. I have no idea. Can it's I flip it for a TV? Head. Listen, you got to probably go somewhere near Fargo. You got to go somewhere in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, where, you know. He's the legend out there, and then maybe they might give you a TV. But then, no place probably sells TVs at Fergus Falls. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, that's dope. Yes, thank you so much for your patience. The mug order got canceled. Blah blah blah. Thank you for being part of our troop. So I don't even. I mean, I signed up. I think on like Instagram or yeah. Twitter or something Why a few months you? ago. And I I want a mug. I'm getting a Chad Daniels mug. Isn't that nuts? Uh, so 800 Pound Gorilla is also who you're working with with your album. Yeah, and there will be no such giveaways for, for me like that. What? I mean, I, I, good Lord, no. What? Be no. <laughs> no such thing. No Kevin Bozeman bobblehead? No such. No chance. Bobble no arm where you're like holding the microphone? Shot. You can have a picture of me having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations. You signed up for the 800 Pound Gorilla Kevin Bozeman picture of him having a drink after his show <laughs> i have no idea when this picture was taken it was already yeah. in existence there'll be different random photos <laughs> so i don't mean to brag but big winner right here that's, that's all dope say. man a win's <laughs> a win i know I, a win's a win man did that catch me off guard i was like what is this congratulations right most times, you know, when you see something at like congratulations, it's like a fake, you know. This is an Amazon free gift card. Just take this 90-minute survey exactly. and you get 20 bucks from Amazon. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. Sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just give us all of your information and uh, you'll be in the running. You, you want a chance to be in the running for this prize that we're probably not ever giving away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got another question for you. Y- your name is Kevin Bozeman. That's not a question. That's a statement. Uh, have you always liked the name Kevin? And the reason I asked this, I saw this thing that Kanye West, as you see, he wants to change his name. Yeah, I don't know what he wants to change it to, but... Uh, to Ye. To Ye? Yeah, Y-E. Yeah. Ye? I mean, Kevin is is a just a great name, dude. I never... Well, I think they would... What, I would going to keep... I was going to keep whatever name... If they, my parents would have named me something weird, 
gave me one of them goofy, ridiculous, super ethnic names. <laughs> <laughs> I would have kept it. But I think what I what I want is people to hear my name and not cringe. That's it. That's the goal. Kevin Bozeman. And then I named my son that Kevin Bozeman. You're like, you gotta live with this. You gotta live with this fucked up legacy too, Holmes. I'm not going out by myself. Like I want, like that's it. You just have a name and then people say the name and you don't want them to cringe. And people could be like, in the end, I'm like, you know what? It was a solid dude. Yeah. It was a solid dude. Yeah. That's it. I like that. That's the game with the name. It's just to not have a negative connotation going behind it. Yeah. I like that. How, uh, I don't want to, I'm, do, should we get some tissues? I'm going to ask you about bringing your kid to college or the kid leaving the college. How is that as a, for a father, your son leaving for college? Oh, listen, I had mixed emotions, but he was, he was being such a dick in the end. I was like, this nigga's what? got to go. I <laughs> where's their early check-in? Go. Just start walking. No, he, uh, so he had a move-in time at 9 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, move-in time at 9 in the morning. So we to leave at 6.30. He's going to take his brother with him, and I was following. And um, at 2.30 in the morning, he gets in, gets home from being out, and he starts packing and stuff. He gets to sleep at like 4.15, wakes up at like 5.45, and he's like, um, I'm ready. I can drive. I was like, dude, in what situation you really think I'm going to let you drive to the University of Illinois two and a half hours with your brother in a car and you on an hour and a half sleep? I go, driving with no sleep, that's just just below drinking and driving. I'd rather give you two shots of tequila and toss you the keys from that. And so I was just so irritated at that horrible decision. And, of course, he was just like, I don't see the problem. Of course you don't see the problem. Of course you don't. That's why you're going to school to educate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> to learn something. And uh, and so that was, and I'm telling you, that took, that, that they did take the edge off. Like I was no longer like sad to see him, to see him go. But then when I dropped him off and came back, I saw his car in my driveway and I was like, Oh, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm not, I'm not sentimental that way. I'm not sentimental that way. Do you take everything out of his bedroom already and make it like your office? No, no he was, he was. That's another thing. He was so stoked to leave to go to college that I couldn't help you be happy for him. Like if he had any sort of nervousness or trepidation oh, or anything, I would have been like, oh my gosh, my son. But he was just like, I can't get wait to get away from you. <laughs> I was like, all right, Holmes, I get it, man. Let's go. He was stoked to to leave. So yeah. I am really feeling your son right now because I this just brought back memories of I did something very similar when I left at 18 years old for college. We went out and had a freaking rager the night before i remember we we drove to a strip club i think in minneapolis and on the way we were uh we might have had a small bong in the car i remember this is why it stands out because i remember a car driving up next to us and busting us all like hitting 
a bong so and I, passing it around. The next morning, I'm getting in that car to take it up to Duluth, Minnesota for college. It still, of course, you know, smelled like we've been partying in there all night. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. So very I gave similar. him I gave him all of that, though. And I was like, listen, man, two nights before, I've had it. Get it in. Okay. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. Right? But the night before, pack up, get a good night rest, and let's make sure we're golden and ready to go. Yeah. And then he did it two nights before and then tried to run it back. And that's when I was like, nah, man. Nah, dude. <laughs> and so that's that's where, where it's at. I'm not opposed to you, you, you getting it in. But I remember, like, when I went off to college, like, my mother was sad, but I was so happy to, to, to leave. I just remember that feeling of finally going out to start carving my own path yeah. that like it wasn't even really a, I almost feel selfish to, to be sad and woe is me that my son is leaving. And he's oh, when, yeah. when like, you know, I've been prepping him for this moment. And yeah. so I'm excited to see the, the prep work that I've done. There you go. <laughs> right? I'm excited to see if this season that I put on him is going, is going, is going <laughs> to flavor him up. You That's know? right. That's right. Do you don't want him to go stale right, right. away there? Uh, is the Ball Hog Podcast? You're wearing the T-shirt right now of your podcast. Is uh, I, there has not been one released in the month of August, and we're almost at the end. Yeah, well, it's coming. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna bring it back because the football season is gonna start here pretty soon. And as you know, uh, gambling, sports gambling, is my numero uno thing. I love it. Bozeman I love Mutual. handicapping. Right. I love handicapping sports games, and so that will be dropping. I'll have one out. Next week, where I'm going to be previewing the college football season, along with talking about other stuff that I talk about, talk about, you know, stand up the album and all of these things. And then following week, I'll preview the NFL season and then off to the races I go. There you go. Uh, should I draft my fantasy football team based on players I know have been vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, no. Only if it's a toss-up. Like if you're torn between two people. Sure, there you go. But then, like, are you doing that? Are you that much of a psychopath where you're doing the research <laughs> to see who's vaccinated no. and who's not? Yeah. No, I only know one, Kirk Cousins. Is it not? <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, of course. But then again, like, uh, in theory, you're drafting quarterbacks. You should be drafting quarterbacks last and uh, – in theory, Kirk Cousins has a, a, an impressive amount of weapons on his team. The only thing that's stopping Kirk Cousins from being good is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you have to weigh as a Vikings fan. So fantasy and reality are two different things. You got Kirk Cousins in real life for your football season, and you're like, oh, geez, I know we're not going to win the Super Bowl. But fantasy <laughs> He's got Jefferson, he's got Thielen, he's got Dalvin Cook. Like, those are all top three, four-round players right there. Uh, so, yeah. For sure. Finally, I have one more football question for you. Yeah, fire away. For, for, former Vikings quarterback Teddy Bridgewater has been named the starter for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. he's. Did you see that coming? I did not. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I saw it coming. That's why they got him because he's a uh, he was a – so sometimes quarterbacks are, yo, you can't win us the game, but could you not lose it? Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater is the ultimate, hey, we lost, but it wasn't because of me. That's true. 
but he's also the ultimate. We could have won if Teddy was better. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a he's a solid middle of the road quarterback. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. That that defense is is really good. They got playmakers. They got you know, in theory, they should have a decent running game. They got two. They drafted a running back. They still got Melvin Gordon. Uh, the defense is – they got two good cornerbacks. Uh, Vaughn is healthy. They also got another kid that's defensively that can rush that's healthy. So, you know, man. Look at this. You didn't know I was going to bring up the Denver Broncos, and you have all that knowledge. But This is just proof that you, people <laughs> should listen to Ball Hog but the, and his picks. True, but the problem is, is like uh, he is – with he's in a division where they got two quarterbacks is just like nah we ain't losing no right yep. he's got well Patrick Holmes is like that and Justin Herbert is trending oh yeah so you got those two dudes it's just like you're gonna have to make a play Teddy yeah you have to make a play yeah you're absolutely right is there anything else I think we I think we did it today is there anything else we should be mentioning people have to come you got one more night here. We got tonight. We got tonight. Uh, and then uh, follow you on social media. You're all over there. Yeah, you know, KevinBozeman.com for for tour dates, man. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me because I'm out there. I'm out there. I'm out there. For reals. And a couple of new episodes of the podcast coming in a few weeks. Yes, sir. Kevin, that's where you stream podcasts at. You can go ahead and do it. Write a review, especially if I give you winners. If I give you winners and you don't say shit, then shame on you. <laughs> and if I give you losers and you don't say shit, also shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to end it. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> maybe maybe in the name of my, my new special. Shame on you. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.